Ladies and gentlemen, let's get Good evening, hello, we're, we're back again, back to talk the best in boxing. It was an eventful weekend, but a slightly quieter one coming up. That's the music, that's the music, the theme tune, we're giving it to you again because we know you like it so much. But this this week we've got a few topics to talk about, mainly Crawley's versus Linares. Uh, no point saying repeat, uh, rematch in terms of revenge because it was a purely repeat if not a high level. Uh, I'm also going to touch on the Dove Box card, which is being held at Crystal Palace, uh, one of Tommy Dove's nights. Um, also a few bits of breaking news, uh, namely regarding Ortiz signing with Heyman and talk about anything else boxing. But I'm here with my co-host, Inam. You want to say hello? Oh, good and tard. Oh, good and tard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you to everyone again uh, that's taking the time out from the day to join the show. Predominantly the UK, US, South African has joined the group as well. It's Australia, South, uh, so, you know, South America, China, India. Uh, yeah, we're going to be reviewing uh, Corolla Lunaris too. Like Coach said, it wasn't revenge. Far from it. It was complete repeat at, and, and at a much higher level as well. And uh, yeah, various other pieces of uh, boxing news that we're going to be covering. Got no guests this week. Decided to take a break. You know, we've been pushing it hard the last three or four months and... Yeah, just going to chill, so it's going to freestyle. So you've got the style. best of both of us. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, so um, delving straight into it, uh, Qualys versus Linares. Yeah, just want to say, guys, you know, just join the conversation. Uh, dial 01506 243 Perfect. Thank you for that real reminder, Inam. Um, so, yeah, straight away, uh, Qualys versus Linares. Um, pretty decent build-up uh, in terms of the fight happening down in Manchester or up in Manchester. Um, we were there in attendance. Uh, pretty... I think it was a mediocre night for Matchroom if you were to really look at all the other fights on the yeah. card. But I think really the standout was not only the fight um, f- between Linares and Qualys, was the performance by Lin- Linares. I mean, Inam, how did you see that fight? I think, I, I, I think we need to take a step back, go back to the week before, back to predictions. Okay. Yeah? So what did you predict? I did predict, not from a, how shall I say this, not from a sensible point, but yeah, I did think that Qualys could do something and try to get a revenge. And, and, and I went with a Linares point. So I think, let's apply football scores here. I'm free. Did you up. say Linares points or knockout? I said Linares points. Okay, we'll go back and check the tape. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, I, what, what I said was um, uh, Joe Gallagher predicted he's going to get put down within yes. six rounds. And okay. that nearly happened. Yeah. Nearly happened, yeah. yeah. So that, anyway, yeah. So that's what we started off with, you know. Um, the first fight was uh, not, in my opinion, wasn't very competitive, mm. you know. And this one, it was just taken apart, mate. Yeah. It was complete schooling, you know. Mm-hmm. First round, probably gave to Crawler, but mm. uh, Generosity? That, I, don't, I don't think we have to be generous giving the first round. I think we can give him the first round. Yeah. But then after that, he was just... You know, I just took over. Yeah. He, he was just something else, man. Fast combinations, head to head to body switching. Uh, he's so fast with his hands as well. Mm. He's, he's, a, he's a joy to watch. Great free, you know, mm. free weight world champion, future Hall of Famer. Put him down in the seventh round. Crawler came back strong in the eighth, surprisingly, yeah. you know. But to be honest, eighth. right? I mean, I think top back, I'd, I'd give Crawler like two rounds in the whole fight. Yeah. 
I think you know, I think, it was nobody, com- I think you'll struggle for anybody to really argue that he deserved more than that. Um, I think one of the things that really impressed me with Linares, um, again, leading on from this fight, was not only the power, because in the first fight, since we're going to go back, I predicted Linares to win and you predicted Quala to win. But in the first fight, Linares looked very strong and I yeah. felt in this fight, he also looked quite strong as well. Um, and he has and got a strong KO ratio. He's, he's, I would say he's mediocre. I mean, it's not in a high 80s. So, no, no. So he's mediocre. I mean, it is good. It's a good KO ratio. Um, it's a little bit of a battling going back and forth. But for me, I felt that his ring IQ and his movement on the night was impressive. Yeah. Um, I felt that when Crawler was coming forward, he just couldn't cut the ring off because uh, Linares was able to pivot out of the corners very well. Um, I felt that when he was even up close, you know, he would throw body shots to the body and then Crawler would be thinking and, you know, would be taking a step back thinking, how do I move? His guard was always high because he knew that he was facing a guy with a strong jab, which mm-hmm. Linares was kind of putting the feelers out throughout the fight. Crawler um, just couldn't break his jab, could he? Yeah, I think it was levels. Yeah. As Gary would always say, yeah. it was levels. And yeah. I think that was a clear, it was would clear you, cut on Saturday would night. You put, would you put Linares in the pound for pound list right now? Yeah, that's a tough one. You know what? Because we know the powerful pound list has come out this week and there's some names that I'm like, mm. yeah. Uh, would I put him there? I would say, no, I wouldn't. I think he's not far off, um, but I think he probably needs a, a tougher challenge defending his belt than what he's Controversial one. Is he more deserving of uh, Triple G to be in that pound for pound list? <laughs> that's, not, that's controversial. We'll be here yeah. all night. I mean, personally, what do you think? I think so. You think he deserves to be in a powerful oh, well, power? I think so. For based on that question, why I just said Triple G, yeah, I mm. think so. Just mm-hmm. based on his uh, calibre of opponents, his fault being a freeweight world champion mm-hmm. and Triple G, who's he really fought, you know? Yep. Um, but yeah, I think he can make in the pound for pound, pound, for pound uh, uh, list, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, who else was there? Was some controversial names. Who was number one? Was... They've got, you know what? They've got this. Because it was ESPN's, right? So yeah. is it. They've got, they've got this Japanese uh, junior bantamweight. You know, I've, I've, I've not heard of him, but he's like twelve and zero. I'm just wondering how he's made it to pound, pound, pound for pound list yeah. on the back of twelve fights. Yeah, so it's very subjective, isn't it? This, this is the thing. But I think overall, um, you know, you look at the fight and how it went down. You've got to say that Linares was 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 a class act on the night. Um, I think you know the atmosphere was fantastic. You know, the fans in the yeah. arena really tried to get behind Crawler, but really it just wasn't enough. Um, I mean, in terms of you know the big one that they're talking about, what next? What I, I ask you, what's what next for for Crawler? I think you know he's got a couple of options, right? I mean, like the first thing Eddie Hearn was talking about was him moving up to 140 pounds and fighting Burns straight away for the title, which mm. I think is taking the piss. Yeah, how right? does he? Does, how does he get? How, how does, does he, how is that, that warranted? You know, how is that warranted? You just moved up to weight division. You have got all these guys that are probably waiting years mm. to fight for a title, working their way through the rankings. And then suddenly this guy just moves up and bang, gets the title shot. I mean, that's incredibly unfair, yeah. you know. That's the first thing. And I know we're going to be covering match room and a few other things, but, you know, I just feel that, you know, it's it's not fair, it's not right, and people are just abusing their, their, their basically, their networking boxing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, there's Flanagan. I'd like to see the Flanagan fight. Warren has categorically stated they're not interested in that. Really? Yeah, he's well, come out and said that. I he's mean, not like Steve Wood, who is Steve Wood, who's Flanagan's manager, only this mm. week says they still want the fight. Yeah, and well, so this is why I said Frank Warren because yeah. I'm not sure what Actually, Flanagan's yeah. team wants, but yeah. Frank Warren this week is sorry, said I got that wrong. That ship has sailed. Sorry, if Steve Wood came out and said they wanted they'd like to fight Linares. So yeah. Um, which is a good, which is a good option. It's a good option. You know, he's mm-hmm. a WBO t- title holder. There's yeah. an option to unify. Um, so the Flanagan fight's there, but if you're saying more and say no, but I'm saying there's a fight is potentially there, and mm-hmm. it's a big fight, big Manchester fight, big UK fight. Yeah, 100%. you know. 
Um, I'm going to uh, throw a name at you for for for. Go on. I'll say Luke Campbell. There's Luke Campbell. I was going to say O'Hara Davis. Yeah, well, coming up to 140 and fighting. Because if he's talking about his fight in 140, he, like, to me, I don't think I he's... I think O'Hara would take him out, mate. Well, that's why it's an interesting fight. It's a good it's a good look on O'Hara's CV in terms yeah. of building his career. We're like um, OD. We're, we're OD fans. Well, it? But I still think it's yeah. a good look. And for Crawler, I think it's a good test moving up in weight because for him to jump in straight away and challenge... I mean, Burns and Dongo is a tough fight for, mm. for both of those guys. But to potentially face the winner of them, um, I, I don't see how that's warranted. Yeah. I know that... The that Theophane is in line. Obviously, you got Crawford in that division. So for me, I, that's not an interesting yeah. fight. I'd rather see a catch weight made with the division below, where maybe a Garcia or Crawford come and yeah. fight. Yeah, even at thirty five, there's lots of fight. You know, you could fight Luke Campbell. Yeah, you know, you could probably fight someone like Letty Kanin. You know, see where, where, probably, yeah. where is that? You know, yeah. there's still a lot of fights at one hundred forty five. You know, I think, I think that whole move up to one hundred forty pounds is like. Match room and Eddie Hearn trying to maximise this big following that he's got in Manchester, mm. right? It's clearly got a big market, Massive. right? Ricky Burns got a big market in Glasgow, mm. so that's what it is, yeah. yeah. So it's basically right. Look, he's, he's lost the title, you know. We might lose all this big money spinning fights that we can generate with Crawler. Let's move it over to Ricky Burns, mm-hmm. and 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 if he wins the fight, then bang, there you go. There's a couple yeah. of another two, three big fights there for you know, um, for for Crawler. Mm. You know, but even if he beats Burns at 140 pounds, where does he go from there? Yeah. What's he going to do with Crawford? Crawford yeah, will massacre him. Yeah, I can't, you know, see, let's I be can't honest. see how that's going to work, to be honest. I don't see how that works. So I would say uh, in terms of Linares, I think that's where the real meat on the bone is in yeah. this conversation because I think if you look at the division above yeah. um, and his peers in terms mm-hmm. of other champions, I mean, I can see some really great entertaining fights for the next 12 to 18 months, yeah. um, let alone guys that are not champions. Yeah. I mean, there's talk about Linares wanting to come back to UK mm. and fight Flanagan. So yeah. obviously the petrol fight, which is what, probably about two weeks away yeah. from now. Not too far, yeah. It's not, that's that's a realistic matchup. Um, obviously his mandatory uh, is Garcia. Garcia. Um, I think that's a fight everybody would love to see. Uh, let me ask you a question, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, was, I, was, I suppose I was going to ask you what's next for Linares, but yeah. like... You know, I think we can break, possibly just break it down into three options, yeah? So you've got his mandatory Garcia, mm-hmm. right? What do you think of that fight, Kodge? And how do you break it down and who wins? Um, who wins? Good one. I'm going to go... How do, for me, it's a, it's, a, it's a great fight. Um, Is it two great fight? fight? Two great styles. Um, okay, that's, a, that's another question. It's a great fight. Is it a 50-50 fight? I would like to. I would lean and say no. I probably just give Garcia the edge on that in, on, in that oh, fight. Why, why is One that? of the interesting things that I like about Garcia is that he's carried the power up the divisions mm. well. Um, Linares is strong, brutally strong, um, but Garcia is also powerful. We saw that from his mm. last fight. Um, where I would probably have a bit of question marks is the stamina of Garcia because um, I don't think. I mean, it's not impossible, but I doubt it would be an early knockout that he could get on. But if I could just, just interject there for one yeah. yeah, I think the whole crawler game plan was based on Linares' stamina failing in the second half of the fight. This is it. Yeah, because I think what they were hoping is he would tire out in the second mm. half of the fight and then he'll come, come on strong. But I don't know why they say that. I because because apparently this was the f- second time he would have been fought, he would have fought through to the 12, 12 rounds. This is what they were saying on Sky. Then I started yeah. checking his records. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's when I worked. You know, saw his like uh, knockout ratio. But anyway, like... Yeah, it's um, more that he's fought loads of times. Uh, yeah. Up to 12 rounds. I don't think so, man. I yeah, don't because think you get unanimous decision. Unanimous decision is yeah. points. So he's got more than at least 10. So yeah, mm. he's, he's fought a lot of times. He's, he's gone the distance quite a few times. Yeah. I mean, like, I, th- I think, you know, um, what it is with someone like Lin- Linares, you know, um, 
and I think this is what the Crawler team were probably trying to do as well, is trying to push him back and pressurise him. And I just don't think Crawler had the the strength mm-hmm. or, 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 or the punch variety to be able to do that. Whereas I think Garcia's got a better chance of doing that, you know. Garcia can't try and outbox Linares. I don't think so. You know, I think Linares mm-hmm. is like we were saying last week. It's too cute. Yeah. You know, his combination punching and variety is brilliant. The way he just switches from head and body is is brilliant. So, I don't think Garcia can match him like that. So he's gonna have to Ooh. push him back. I think you know, Garcia's probably gonna hold back, wait for Linares to tire out, and then start pushing him back and try and maybe try and KO him. I mean, especially the second half of the fight. Yeah, and well, I, I I slightly disagree. I wouldn't be surprised. I, mean, I think Garcia would be cute, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him try and trade with him at times knowing that he's gonna he's got the better movement the better the better body and head movement out than Lenares mm. um, and make sure he slips and miss and Lenares misses his shot so mm. again I do lean towards Garcia probably just I don't think that Lenares can be ruled out I think it is a tough tough fight for both of them oh um, yeah that's two elite fights is, isn't it I think in, in it's that question mark of this the the age of Lenares he's clearly getting better since we've been watching him in the UK but he's it's that thing of him be getting older and Garcia being out for a few years. He's shown yeah. against Latakinin that actually there was no, there's been no impairment to that. But again, I think this would be a step up um, fighting Linares. So yeah, I mean, I mean, who wins? Fair, who do you think would win? I think it's too hard to call at this stage, man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, um, Garcia, I mean, people keep on saying well, Garcia came back, that was his first fight. It wasn't because he came back mm-hmm. and he fought another guy at that because Mike Garcia used to fight 130 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 135 pounds, he just moved into this division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So previous to the Zaleti Kanin fight, he actually had another fight. Do you yes. remember? Yeah, but that yeah? was like a, that was literally a tune up. Yeah, and what I'm saying yeah. is like a tune-up. So yes. you can't just say this is his first fight, 135 pounds. Well, I think it's his first massive test. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he had, his, uh, he had the tune-up fight and then he's come in. Mm. And what I'm trying to say is, very quickly, after a long period out of boxing, he's taken out a serious fighter, man. Mm. I mean, don't forget, Zlatik Kanin beat Ricky Burns, yeah. right? Our Scottish champion that everyone's going to know about. You know, this brilliant Scotsman, yeah? Mm-hmm. At 140 pounds. He beat him. Right, yeah. and Garcia just ripped this guy apart. Yeah, yeah. So he's a serious fighter, you know. And what well, I suppose like they're both coming off some serious wins. They're both going to be on a high. Both going to be on a buzz, right? Garcia's beats Latikanin, and um, and Linares has come off a high-profile fight being mm-hmm. Lina, being crawler twice. So the ultimately, I think that's the fight they're probably going to be making. Mm-hmm. And I think Showtime are all ready for it. They had Garcia there, um, who was presenting for Showtime. Um, and uh, I think that's that's the big money fight in Vegas, man. Yeah. I think I, I think that's the one I'd like to see, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. I think most most boxing fans probably like to see that. Yeah, no, no, definitely agree with you. Um, so in terms of the night, uh, obviously we had Katie Taylor. Uh, she was also performing the night. What did you make of her performance? Um, I think it was like the usual performance from Katie Taylor, isn't it? Fast combinations, pushing the opponent mm-hmm. back. Um, she comprehensively beat her opponent, but she didn't stop her, yeah. you know. And, you know, sometimes I was listening to, like, Carl Fox talk about her and he was saying, you know, she looks like she's, uh, you know, she's trying to over-eager mm. to take someone out and maybe she's not select- selecting her shots properly and it's mm. just sometimes a bit wild, you know, and I think that comes across as well, mm. you know, so... She throws a lot, of, a lot of shots though as well. That's what I mean. But I think what Carl, Carl is saying is maybe she doesn't need to throw as much yeah. and be a bit more selective, mm, you know, rather yeah. than bang, 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 just shoot all over the place, you mm-hmm. know, rather, you know, rather than be like a machine gun spray everywhere, be yes. like a shotgun and you know, 
you know. Yeah. So that's why I make her the performance. And yeah, you know what? She didn't stop her. But to be honest, I don't know enough about women's boxing to commentate about as she goes higher up the rankings. Like, you know, mm-hmm. how she's going to perform against the world champions. But what what everyone's saying, what, what Matchroom is saying, she's going to be fighting for a world title by the end of the year. Yeah. So... That'd be interesting, you that know. I think right. you probably want to spend a bit more time finding, well, finding out about women's boxing and yeah, the... to see what the competitive fights. Yeah. I mean, my thing is, I think it's good that it's being showcased on that platform and at that level in terms of the audience. Um, I just think ultimately the competition may not be great enough to warrant great entertaining fights. I mean, for me, you watch Katie Taylor, you see that she can fight. It's pure, yeah. plain and simple. Mad woman doesn't matter. You can see that she can fight. Um, but yeah, it's just whether she's going to get enough competitive fights. So, so yes, yeah, so we have to take it from there. So listen, we're going to go out to the lines, try and get some feedback from the calls um, in terms of what their thoughts are on the last fight. So we're going out to nine eight five. I believe that's the resident Appia. Nine eight five. Nine eight five. Hello there, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, yeah, mate. This is Ryan Sen Bats with Daniel Appia. <laughs> how you doing? Hey, how you doing? That's all right. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Dan, you how right? you doing? You're right. Yeah, I'm all right now. Fantastic, mate. <laughs> Lovely. So, question, oh, sorry, uh, question. What, what you got to say? Uh, basically, Linares, obviously absolute masterclass Saturday night. Yeah. Just wanted to say, what, what do you think about Crawler? Like, where's he, where's, where's he going to go? Like, where's there for him to go now? Yeah, um, all right, so we'll put you on mute. I mean, yeah, so... Where is there for him to go? I mean, ultimately, I think he needs to take a break for a bit of time and recover from from this defeat. defeat. Um, I think he he does have options. He could go up and try and challenge. I mean, I don't think I don't see him challenge at world level, but he could potentially have some big money fights there. I think we've said Howard Davis, um, maybe staying in division of Luke Campbell. Um, I mean, Merton Hearns is saying Ricky Burns. He's saying Ricky Burns, but yeah. I just don't see how that. Yeah, I mean, what type of step aside money are they going to have to pay? The other guys, you know, that also have the one forty belt to let Crawler just step in, mm. um, and what? How would he get ranked quick enough to then become a mandatory for? It could be for a Burns or you know, well, I don't know. Ricky Burns may have the opportunity to, to have a voluntary uh, defense. Which is we don't know, you yeah. know, because if he does have an option to have the voluntary defense, then he could take that fight without paying a step aside money. Yeah, I think that I think it would be very very hard. Yeah, because he hasn't fought a mandatory yet. I mean, he's finding a fighting a unification fight. He's not fought any mandatories, you know. Plus, yes. he's fighting for the IBF. So I mean I I can't see that happening. No. Yeah, I think I think it's just I mean, it'd be a big I think that could be a big fight. It would be man. A massive, you know, there's, there's like potential so they, for they could it. probably generate enough cash to do the step side money. You know? But there's lots of fights that could that generate cash, but yeah. necessarily they can't get the sign off one get warranty. I mean what fans are demanding for us to see Ricky Burns versus Crawler outside yeah, yeah. of the guys from the two cities. You know, if yeah. you're not from Glasgow, you're not from Manchester, yeah, yeah. you're not that you're not begging for yeah, that. So yeah. I don't know, that's my thoughts, the um and then what do you? What's your thoughts? I think we, I disagree with what you just said. You know, it's probably those those options. Campbell, Hara Davies, maybe a uh, catchway. Yeah. Got fight Burns. Uh, you know, that's that's pretty that's much it, it, isn't it? Yeah. So we're gonna go out to another caller. Uh, ending in two five one. Two five one. Oh uh, hi, it's doing from below the belt. Hi hi how you doing, D? Below the belt. I think Derek, you're hi, right. Not too bad. Yep. Good good good. What, what yeah, not to... too bad. I've just got a bit late on the line, but yeah, I'm here now. No problem. What do you want to say? You watched the fight last weekend? Yeah, it was a bit of a shame. Um, I just think uh, Quella was just in with somebody that was at elite level and Quella was more like world level. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think Quella, I think think Quella and Matram should really chase the Terry Flanagan fight now. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've heard, Frank Warren has, has said he's not interested in that, but I think I agree with you, actually, that maybe chasing the Flanagan, make, put the, put an attractive offer, is definitely a bigger fight than even Burns and Dongo. You know, the funny thing is, just like how how Warren's changed his tune, because they were really chasing that Flanagan fight before the Norris fight, so why has he changed his mind? Yeah, yeah that'll be interesting. I, I think it's just politics. I mean, initially, like you said, you know, Warren was chasing the, the fight and... I don't think he really appreciated uh, the stance that um, Matram took, so I guess he's now thinking the ball's in my court and it's, we're the A-side. So, D, where do you think Crawler goes next from here? I think I think, I think, think if he goes too low, it, it won't be good for his, for his uh, profile. I think, um, I think they have to chase the Terry Flanagan fight, to be honest with you, and, and, and maybe just take the B-side stance. Do you, what do you think about a fight with someone like Luke Campbell or could you say potentially a fight with O'Hara Davis even? What do you think about those fights? Well, I think with Luke Campbell, I think I don't think um, Matchroom will probably see the benefit in putting those two together. Mm. Um, and O'Hara, he's kind of going into his own direction. It looks mm. like he may be fighting uh, one of the TMT, uh, money team guys quite soon. So. Mm. I think those fights would be good, but I think maybe Matchroom probably wouldn't want to put those two against each other at the moment. No, thank, thanks for that. Thanks for that, D. All right, so uh, we're going to move to our next caller, but cool. thanks a lot, thanks for D. Taking Keep supporting. Uh, 918, 918, the floor is yours. Hiya, hiya, Karina. How hiya. you doing, Karina? Long time no here. Karina, yeah, no. how are you, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm fine, thank you. Yes, yeah, good, yeah, good, not bad at all, yeah. yeah. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. You been well? We've missed yeah, you. Yeah, I was, I was at... My, Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I was at Manchester on um, on Saturday. Although I, I've got to say, I thought the most interesting fight was the um, Morris and Wellborn fight because yes. obviously there'd been a lot mm. of um, mm. a lot of things said about Morrison. You know that he was the next big hope, and he'd had quite a lot of hype and everything. But you know, Wellborn did a did a great job on it. I thought uh, it was uh, a bit, you know, it was a bit of a surprise that one, perhaps. But I really enjoyed that fight, and I thought that was the. Um, the best fight of the night, definitely that one. Did did did, did you think Morrison's going to be taken out at the end there, Karina? Uh, well, I it looked to me from watching it that like um, Joe Gallagher was you know wanting to pull him out more or less and everything like you know like whether it was going to. But you see, the, the thing was there was um, a lot of things said about that because like um, you know was was Morrison going to pull? pull out then he didn't pull out but then he wanted to pull out crawler but then crawler wanted to continue so you know there were quite a few things said about what do you feel went wrong karina with that fight because as you say morrison was supposed to be this up-and-coming guy you know we saw like walking the arena at that point and all i see was this guy getting caught clean yeah, yeah. bang 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 you know he's literally just yeah, standing and he's yeah. taking clean punches and i thought he's going to drop down like a log at any second but somehow managed to stay yeah. on his feet what yeah. went wrong i don't i don't i just don't really i don't know i just don't really think that he had much of um much of a game plan sort of thing in the end really and um you know Wellborn had him on the ropes quite a bit and he was just very very consistent with his punch and his style and everything like that and he surprised a lot yeah surprised a lot of people really but uh yeah yeah but it was uh i just want to say what you were saying about um i've seen the stuff with like ahara and um the money team because obviously he went up to me whether at that um event now the last i saw on that is that mayweather had said that nothing was going to be happening on that front because I think last I saw her, ha- her had called out is it Ash- Ashley Theopane I think mm, for, for a fight right. so yeah, but, but right. Mayweather had said 
Yeah, but Mayweather had said that it was no go. Basically. That's a really but, um, interesting fight. And uh, just so you know, Karina, Kodra actually trains with uh, Ashley Fiopin at the All-Stars gym. So hopefully we can get Ashley into the studio one day. Maybe you exactly. can join the panel as well and we can get a bit more gossip on that. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah, yeah. that'd be I mean, it's, it's a really, it's a really <laughs> interesting, you know, division. There's a lot to go on. As for Crawler as well, um, I know that um, Eddie Hearn said afterwards one of the options was that he was... Um, Possibly looking at him stepping up, but I certainly don't think that. I don't think that necessarily be a good move for him. Really, is, is that a fair move? Up, is, is that a fair move, Karina, for the other fighters that are already there, 140 pounds waiting for a title shot? If what? Sorry, sorry. Is is that fair for the other fighters who have been fighting at 140 pounds, working their way up the rankings of yeah. the last few years to have someone like Crawler? just move up and get slotted into a world title shot. Is that fair? Well, no, no, no. I mean, I, I don't think it necessarily is. I mean, personally, I, you know, if, if you put that point to another fighter, you could say that with Scott Quigg, that, like, mm. he's moved up weights and he already seems to be Moving through the rankings. He's fighting, you know. Very good point. Scott yeah. Quigg hasn't just moved into a world title shot. He's moving himself out well, the rankings. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And like this, yeah, and like this fight, now, now he's been put on the undercard of the... Um, Joshua Bell, you know, and then it seems one. like he's already going to be getting a, a world title shot pretty soon, so he seems to move very quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, and so Karina, just, so while we got you quickly, what did you make? Did you watch the Akoli debut? Uh, yeah, well, I was still there, yes, yeah. I, I was I was one of the few people that was actually uh, oh, cool, still yes. there. Say we didn't I see you, we joke, saw that as well, but what did you think of that? Yeah. I, well, I actually joked. I think I put something on his Facebook on his timeline and said I've got a new film film title or something gone in twenty seconds at midnight. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, whatever. But yeah, but I mean, obviously, it was Jeffrey was a pretty much last minute opponent because he was supposed to be fighting Russell Henshaw, which may have been a bit of a a tougher test for him. But then Henshaw got beaten the Saturday before, so obviously yeah. they had to find a bit of a. A last minute opponent. I mean, it looks it looks very big for cruiserweight, to be honest. You know, but yeah. you know, again, I can see him getting through that division. You know, fairly yeah. quickly. But he's it's very interesting. Very it's very, very interesting. Impressed. A very interesting matchroom uh, marketing him as a KO king just yeah. after one fight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just the one last question. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. One last question, Karina. What did you make of the Linares fight and the Crawler fight, and where does Crawler go from here? Um, well, I mean, like, like I've just been saying, I mean, I would have loved to have seen him fight, um, fight Flanagan, but from what Warren's been saying, you know, that ship's kind of sailed, you know, now, and it's all a bit of politics and everything, you know. But I, interestingly, I saw that Warren was wanting to get Linares over to fight uh, Flanagan. Yeah. Yeah. But whether that will happen or not, I don't know. But I, I just think, I just think that, I mean, it was. <laughs> I just, to be honest, I just sat there and admired Linares on Saturday night because it was just everything about him. He was just stylish, you know, everything. I, 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 you just had to sit back and admire him in all honesty, you know. <laughs> and, and, I, and I can say, you know, I went to two press conferences and I met him, his wife, his, his trainer and his manager, and they were so complimentary about the British fight fans, about Manchester, everything. They were absolutely class people. They really were. Now... The fight I'd obviously like to see now. I mean, Linares against Garcia, what a fight that would be. That would be absolutely fantastic, that to see. You know, so... Yeah. No, you know, so thank you very... Really, but... So, no, thanks for okay. that, Karina. Um, yeah, no so, um, so, yeah, no, t- no appreciate you calling in and the support. Stay the line. Good, Stay good the to line. Hear you. We might have other things to, you might want to discuss with us, yes, Karina. Yes, yeah, precisely. 
So, um, all right, okay, we'll do. I'll stay on the line, no problem. Yeah, we'll do. Thanks. Yeah. So, yeah, so no, that was good feedback. Um, good feedback. So, this weekend we've got Dove Box, um, Dove, Dove Box fight, which is at Crystal Crystal Palace. Um, and um, you were at the last Dove Box event. Do you want to just talk about what fans can expect? That should be going to Crystal Palace. We've got Akinladi heading the build there. Uh, well, in the, well, I mean, I ain't been to Crystal Palace, but I mean, the Yorkou. I mean, I think Yorkou is uh, unique in the in the in the sense that it's a small, sh- small hall and it generates that kind of atmosphere where you know everyone's just screaming and shouting and it creates a real kind of atmosphere. I haven't been at Crystal Palace, so I can't really commentate. But I did watch Dominic Akinladi at that fight. Mm-hmm. We were at the Dove Promotions fight, and um, I think he's under a lot of pressure. Because, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, last time we went to kind of like press conference day, you know, Akinlade was really like, you know, confident and really convinced he's moving places. And then he got taken out of that fight by someone mm-hmm. who's not well known at all. You know, um, I don't want to re- disrespect any of the fighters, you know, that stepped in the ring. But, you know, if to lose someone like that, I think really, really does cast a shadow over his career. So I think he's under a lot of pressure and he has to perform yeah. for this fight. Um, what would you think, mate? I mean, personally, I agree with you. Um, I think, as we said, going back, I think he probably wasn't at his right or at his peak um, back then. Um, I do feel that since that defeat, um, he's really gone into hibernation. Um, it's only recently that we could say that he surfaced. Um, I saw some messages from his camp, um, and they're actively saying that, look, Akinlade is definitely in better shape now. He's definitely more fo- focused. Um, he's got a bit of a darker side to him this fight around. So I think it's a massive test. Um, and obviously with a massive opportunity in terms of the winner of this uh, goes on to bigger and better things. So um, I think Nathan Gorman definitely comes into this. Um, not He doesn't come in this as with, with a bad reputation. I think he comes in there as, as a strong contender. Um, and I think it's going to be a massive fight. Um, another fight to look forward to is the uh, AJ Carter, the return of... AJ Carter. Um, he's been out for quite a bit. Um, uh, he's been out of the ring for quite a bit of time. Bit of controversy over his last fight, but um, definitely looking forward to see him coming back into the ring and uh, see who, is, who his opponent is. Um, so now let's talk a bit about the news in boxing this week. Um, specifically, um, my mate, um, well, not really my mate, but um, one of the guys who I thought was a great prospect. Well, great prospect is even wrong, but it's a guy that had a bit of potential um Late starter um, coming your, out of your Cuba. Your cousin, your cousin. Yeah, one of my cousins. Yeah, um, Luis Ortiz, uh, yeah. King Kong. Um, obviously was with uh, Golden Boy, left Golden Boy to work with Matchroom. Yeah. Now, he's left, now he's left Matchroom and he's now working with... Golden Oh, no, Hal oh, Heyman. Yeah. Yeah. BBC. So he's signed to them. Um, what did you make of that? Um... It's surprising me because I think Matchroom done all right for him, you know, and I think mm-hmm. they were giving him good money for his fights. Uh, I feel like one of the things is like, how old do you think he is, Coach? <laughs> you must be forty-five. Yeah, uh, I don't. I can't. I can't say that. I mean, there's yeah, lots of different rules. I think but he must be anything between forty-five and fifty. There's no way. I mean, under to 40. be fair, if he's in that, if he's that age and and he's still fighting, then you have got to commend the guy because he's yeah. clearly very, very, clearly very, very strong. Yeah. So I don't. I think that's exaggeration. Um, yes, it's more than likely he could have. He's got paper documents, but look, we don't know. Um, so I can't I can't talk about his age. I'm talking about his boxing attributes. So yeah. why do you think he's potentially left Matchroom and gone I to something like I think I think um, am I right in saying he's going to become the mandatory for the WBC oh, he belt? Is. No, he, no WBA belt. He is the mandatory for the winner of AJ versus Klitschko. Yeah, I mean the only thing I can think of is like you know 
for him to move to the to the Al Hayman camp, I wonder if something's been linked up for the Deontay Wilder, possibly. Yeah. You know, that's the only thing I can think of. You know, otherwise, why would he leave the most powerful promoter in the UK mm-hmm. and Europe to go to Al Hayman? which suggests he's now trying to look at fighting within the US more, mm. yeah? And if he's fighting the US more and he's, that looks like he's going to be reaching out to the US fighters, it could be not only one guy. It mm. could only be Deontay Wilder, yeah? Whereas yeah. if he's staying here, he's still got options to fight a lot of UK fighters, you know? You know what I mean? He can fight the Furies or Huey Fury. He could fight the winner of... Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Shannon Briggs and Oquendo, whatever his name is. You know, there's this lot of options. So yeah, I think he's. I, 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 to me, it looks like he's moved over to basically get a fight lined up with uh, yeah, so, Deontay Wilder. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's an interesting one. Um, I'm gonna be probably a bit left field and say I I wouldn't be surprised if it was just even linked to work permits. I mean, he's really the only international fighter on matchroom stable. Mm. Um, we're getting a contract for him to become a, a resident. I would. I've always. I was always interested. But surely that, that, that would be a problem worked. because they always get fighters over and get them visas but to that's, fight, yeah? That's the that's the that's the that's the fighters one offs. Now if you're trying to earn your living mm. as essentially an employee for an, a British company, that's where the laws slightly change. So that's where for me I was thinking But I don't think they're employees though. This that so what are they? Well, they're all gonna have their own companies, right? And I, you know, I'm Not an accountant, mate. I know how this stuff works. Like somebody so, like Dave White? Yeah, they, they I, I guarantee none of them are employees of Matchroom. I guarantee none of them are employees that can match them. They'll probably get, I don't think they're on wages. I think, mm-hmm. you know, some of the serious, serious, more serious guys can be on wages. But people yeah. like the White Rhino and people like that, I mm. think they get paid per fight. Yes. You know, so they, you know, I don't think they're employees per so, se. They're probably. So my, but my point is, how would he be able to, if he needs to be the headline, I think him fighting Dave, uh, Dave the White Rhino, mm-hmm. um, I think. That was a lot, that happened because obviously he's fighting a British fighter. Mm. I think there, I wouldn't be surprised if there was challenges having a guy coming from South America trying to mm. work in the British like Air Isles, um, EU laws, work permits. I mean, yeah, you see yeah. it all the time with footballers. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I would have been surprised if there's something around that because yeah. again, going to Al Heyman, it's just it's it's a strange one. I mean, he's high profile promoters he's working with, but mm. as you said, why leave Matchroom, yeah. which would seem like an easy enough route to get money you look at yeah. the, the the boxing fans even if you're on the undercard of, of one of the many fights that they're going to be showcasing in the next few months you're going to be getting paid and you're probably yeah. going to get paid more than you would I mean, do you in think, US do you think he just didn't have the personality to capture the match through market because you know the Eddie Hearn market is all about atmosphere personality yeah, you see what I'm trying to say he I mean, got, he's, he's a bit he's a dead wood isn't he though yeah I think the, the, the struggle there is obviously he doesn't speak English so it's always difficult to read you know you see what I'm saying when they're yeah. speaking in their la- own language they always come alive you've seen yeah. him after the fight so um, yeah. same guys even like Kyle fight. you know I think he's a great uh, fighter but yeah. does he necessarily have the, mo- the, the most outlandish p- p- personality maybe not so yeah. I don't know if that really was a hindrance yeah. to him I just I wouldn't be surprised if contracts they still yeah, this isn't going to work for us. Yeah. Um, and maybe he would have struggled to get a visa, for example. Mm. Um, so I think it's, it probably would have been linked to red tape. Um, I mean, looking at um, this fight, I mean, you spoke about the Cannon Brings of Oquendo, which is obviously for the WBA mm. vacant. So mm. actually, he's been fighting. The, so how has that changed then? Because he, he he's the he, he's the mandatory. Well, they've the got w- the regular belt, yeah. yeah so, and, and that's what they're fighting for. They're fighting for. And then you've got the, the super the super belt, which is what Klitschko and AJ are fighting for. I mean, the whole... And that's what he's the manager yeah, for. Yeah, and the WBA, they were going to do a whole thing where... Because they had the interim belt as well. Yes. Right, so they were going to do away with the interim, which I think they have, and they were going to do away with the regular belt, which I don't think they have. They're going to mm. keep it. So 
Yeah, he's um, he's he's he's, got, he's the man ready for AJ AJV Klitschko. I don't think he's going to give an opportunity up to fight for that man. Yeah, to fight Wilder. That's a much bigger fight. Yeah, I don't think. I, I don't think it's so. the kind of retirement money he's probably going to be looking for. Yeah, so I question whether he thought him being the mandatory. If Joshua wins, mm. I'm questioning whether he thinks also does Matt, will Matchroom fight his corner yeah. well enough. So would they? Right. Would they? Would they, would they back him? Would they? Yeah. Would they put the money behind him to yeah. make that fight fight happen? Or would him Eddie Hearn probably? Pro- exactly, That's probably more of a reason. Say, yeah. yeah, that probably makes a lot more sense to be honest. Yeah. So. I guess we'll never know, but yeah. I, all I can say is I would expect them to be in some good fights. Just pick up the phone and ask him, Coach. Why you pretend you don't know him? <laughs> he doesn't know, answer my calls. Listen, we know you know him, Coach. Yeah, it's I, not that I, I heard you him. talk with him sometimes <laughs> on the phone. Believe me, he's, he's like the blue moon. Why it's every so often that guy answers the phone? But um, I got, I, I got him still on speed though. Um, yeah. So I guess really um, that's in terms of the month of yeah. March. We've had some big fights. Um, you know, name some of them. Then go, go for the fights. I mean, you're talking about Hey Bellew, yeah. um, Keith Thurman, Garcia. Um, we've seen guys like Erickson Lubin come on yeah. the stage and look good. Um, even last weekend, we had Linares. So we had Glovkins versus Jacobs, yeah. which was obviously a good fight, controversial. Is boxing dead? Is boxing dead? Like I've been saying, 2017 will be the year where we see boxing is not dead. Um, yeah. I think there's too many fights and too many potential matchups throughout yeah. various divisions yeah. for it not to for yeah. it to, for it to stay alive I think you've now got obviously the Sourland uh, World Super Series of Boxing mm. once that starts coming to fruition I think we're going to see a lot more so so I mean in terms of March what would be your standout performance or fight or even knockout uh, for, for, for the month I think standout performance for me would have to be Linares mm-hmm. yeah because that was just a clean sweep yeah, yeah. in terms of an event I think the Golovkin Jacobs event was a big event, promoted mm. really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, was probably uh, Linares probably well, you know came across to me as as as, as the standout fighter, impressed me the most. Yeah, Garcia Furman, I think he sort of like failed to live up to the expectations a bit. It was a bit of a sullen affair. Mm. Of, you know, it was a bit of a sullen, dull affair. I think out of all the big probably fights we were looking forward to, I would yeah. agree with you on that one. You it know, wasn't. It there wasn't really, the fireworks. There wasn't. Yeah. It was the tempo of that fight. It was just controlled by Thurman, probably. Controlled by Thurman, fought at range, just kept away from Danny's left hook, you know, moved around in circles. There were no Mm. real big clashes, you know. Yeah, it was was a bit of a dull. There wasn't a massive engaging. They didn't really engage themselves that well. Um, And Well, actually, to be honest, my favourite fight probably was Hey Bellew. The whole build-up to was brilliant. I mean, yeah. the weigh-in was brilliant. You know, the whole, you know, there was so much on the line. You know, we, we were heavily, you know, we were very involved with both camps. Don't forget, we had David yeah. Hay on the show. We had mm. Dave Colwell, Tony Bellew's trainer, course. after the show. Yeah. You know, we've met Dave Colwell since. You know, yeah. we met him uh, uh, at Manchester. Mm-hmm. You know, it was nice meeting the guy. Um, yeah, so it, it, that was a brilliant night. You know, yeah. I mean, you, you were going for Bellew. I was like, hey, but afterwards, I have to say, after speaking to someone like Coldwell, I got one over. So yeah. that for me was the standout fight. Yeah. You know, irrespective, you know, a lot of people are saying he beat a one-legged guy. But don't forget, right, this has only come out recently, Bellew actually had the wheel drafted. Mm. Do you know that? No. He I, had, yeah, he had the wheel drafted. He had the no. wheel drafted because just in case he died, he said, for the first time in my life, I had thought about something like that. That was, the, 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 I saw some headline things yeah, about Bellew's Yeah, I read it in fear. Boxing News. Yeah, yeah, he was so scared of dying, he actually had the wheel drafted. Yeah. So imagine having the fear that you you might die mm. and you, your kids are never going to see you again. Because mm. as a father, that's the kind of stuff you'd worry about. Yeah. You don't worry about yourself, you're worried about your kids. Yeah. yeah? 
So I was thinking about stuff like that. Like mm. my kids are going to be living the whole life without dad. They're going to get a wall. Mm. And then going in there and yeah. beating them. Then you see the emotions come out at the end of the fight. Mm. And even yeah. in the press conference, you see when it starts crying, it's the relief of all of that shit. Yes. And now knowing, as he says, the salt and pepper is now on his side of the table. Yeah. You know, so, so that's for me. Yeah, I mean, I would say, I think... One of the standouts, this is probably a, a, a luck less a surprise, would be even the O'Hara Davis performance. I felt for yeah. me, he was under a lot of pressure to perform that that night. Um, he went up to Liverpool, he literally went up there by himself. As we know, he's a road warrior. He doesn't travel with a big team or a big camp at press conferences. He went there, up to Liverpool, um, he faced the crowd, um, he spoke back to the crowd, he didn't shy away. Um, Listen, and on the night, I want to say one thing, yeah. I felt that he performed fantastically and ultimately he got the knockout within three rounds. So for me, I think that would be definitely one of the, from a, from a uh, British standpoint, I think that was one of the performances because, again, if he had lost, I mean, the cards were against him to just totally write him off. And yeah. not only did he perform and get the victory, he got it in great style. So I love that. You know, I mean, like, I think we've learned a lot about horror the last mm. few weeks, yeah. The man don't give two hoots about Doesn't anything or about anything <laughs> or anyone. Yeah, he's stepped up to Mayweather. Mm-hmm. He wears his sunglasses with his day or night or in a fucking <laughs> restaurant. Yeah, he don't give a shit. He don't give a shit about and anything. Be, and, and you know, yeah. he's about, he's, he's, he's like he said, you know, he's, he's treating this as business now. He's not going to be liked by the public. I think I don't that's think pretty clear, and, and that's what I mean. He doesn't give a shit. And um, but I think I don't think he's going to try to play up yeah. like maybe other boxers do to try and show a bit of appeal to get public back in. I don't think he he gives a fuck. I think he believes in his own ability, um, and he's looking to stay that way. I mean, there were rumors apparently that Hearn offered um, uh, TMT money for the Theophane fight. Um, personally, I don't see why Theophane would necessarily take that fight. I think where he's at now after just fighting Broner, he's looking to challenge again for a belt. So yeah. I think a horror of Davis fight, although it would be an interesting fight, I They'd don't see that. They'd have to offer serious money for him That's to what I'm fight. saying. It would have to be serious, serious money. What would be serious, money. do you think, Coach? I think really serious. I wouldn't be surprised if he asked for 1.5. 1.5 mil? Yeah. Wow. That's what I think he would I think he Have would you look spoken at to him at all? Um, not necessarily on that or any figures, but I would just—I think that's what he would. Let's try and get an exclusive, man. Yeah, that's the come plan. On. That's the plan. Yeah, so he's you know, due to come on. One of your guys going to speed down, coach. Uh, listen, don't you worry about that. that. He's, he's coming on the show. He's you coming know. on that show. He's coming on the show. I mean, to be fair, um, we, I did speak to him about tonight, but um, just want to shout out. Actually, good luck to all the All Stars boys, um, the amateur club uh, that we train at. Um, those guys are fighting in the ABA championships tonight. Good luck, guys. Harris, so good luck. Probably started some fights now, but yeah, very good luck to a couple of the um, amateurs on the fight the cards there um, and hoping to get that camp in. But um, he's going to be there supporting. So yeah, definitely looking forward to getting him in more. Um, so now I've got to get something off my chest. Um, actually, two things. I'm going to quickly ask Enam on this. Um, the Sky Pundits, um, Andy Lee's come out this week and give them some criticism um, for their biased when they are watching and analysing fights. What do you think of that? You know, like... Last couple of weeks, yeah, I feel like we've been showing matchroom love. And, like, <laughs> they ain't giving us fuck all back, mate. So I think he's going to have to come... Fight, so to, yeah. I think he's going to have to come and test it as it is. I mean, we always say yeah. it as it is anyway, yeah. let's be honest. So I think Andalee's hit the nail on the spot, man. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think it's very, very biased. And the way Andalee is saying it is completely true. Mm. The vast majority of people there are event fans. They're mm. going there for the event. They're not actually going for the fight. Mm. So... 
the vast majority of them probably won't really understand what's going on in that ring. Mm. They won't. Mm. They won't understand the different combinations and the scoring or how you score a fight. How mm-hmm. they, they won't understand, right? Which explains why a lot of them were booing after the fight. Yeah, but booing. It's like, incredible. I, mean, I think that right? was definitely the home crowd thing. I, 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 I but what I'm trying to say, because yeah, is the is the is the lack of knowledge. Mm. Yeah, and the problem. What I'm trying to say is, it's irresponsible of Sky. Mm. Yeah, to commentate in such a way to mm. give those people the belief that maybe their fighter is winning. Yeah. Right? You see what I'm trying to say? Because, mm. you know, you're projecting something that's so incorrect a lot of times, yeah? Mm. You know, and we've seen it all the time. And, yeah, there is biased commentary. Mm. You know, I mean, and, I, and I've heard it sometimes. I've heard it sometimes on, like, um, uh, on, 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 on other oh, shows sure. that they do as well. You know, I mean, I remember once Darren Barker was on the show and they were talking about, I think it was Brazil... And AJ and Dominic uh, and, and Darren Barker was clearly talking about saying he said shit fight and then suddenly mm. he went silent mm. and he came back like ah, blah 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 but it's gonna be a wicked fight mm. you know you could tell someone just told him oh hold on you need to stop that you need to say it like this you know so I think you know, for me the problem is and I think I agree with with what things that Andy Lee said I um, I think the for me around the bias I think you're right people are watching it going to the fights and I'm gonna link into that later as just fans of events um, but I think probably it's on Sky, other people probably being able to get that chance. And I think at the moment, what he's saying is kind of true. You know, certain type of fighters are being put in front of them and that fighter is being spoken about. Even when they lose, they're being spoken about in a very positive manner. So with Crawler, great performance. Take my hat off to him. You know, I'm a massive fan of his. Um, but I felt even the way they were describing the defeat um, was probably being a bit generous to him in terms of the skill set of Linares. Um, I definitely think there's elements of where he said they're calling fights wrong. Um what surprises me, though, is that their panel is full of ex-fighters. So is it just the bias that is being called into it? Because, you know, it's once a lot of these fights are being held up, you know, in the north of the country, we get predominantly fighters that have that northern background. You know, you look at Johnny Nelson um, and the same from when it's in London. So for me, I would just say um, good piece of work for Andy Lee to come out and say that. Um, clearly, he, he has his own agenda because he's also not in that camp. Um, but I do think it should be spoken about, which leads me on to my next point in terms of him saying it's just event fans. I think the real issue is, and I've experienced it today, you've got this uh, Kelbrook versus Spence fight, tickets have been released, um, and they are near enough impossible to get. Um, Matchroom are now working with StubHub, which is great, um, you know. but you would have thought that a platform like StubHub would have the right technology and the right processes to efficiently sell these tickets. I mean, I logged on my phone, my laptop, and was getting two different responses from two different platforms. That's not good. You go back after 15, 20 minutes, and then all the tickets are gone. Yeah. And this, this this can't be on because I know that I'm going to check within 24 hours or Sunday once all the tickets are fully released. I mean, it's very disruptive, all isn't be it? It's very disruptive, right? Why mm. can't you just have it in one go? That's the first thing, right? Yes. You know what? I can't remember ever being in a situation where as a matchroom fight pass member I've actually mm. got tickets. Mm. And I'm wondering, like, what is the point? What is why am I paying this fee for? It's a small mm. fee, don't get me wrong, but mm. I'm, why am I paying it for? Mm. I never get it, mm. you know. For the big fights we're talking about. Well, for the, the big fights. The big small fights, fights yeah. yeah, but I'm, we're talking about that's the whole reason I've got it, but the big fights, yeah. you know, like, um, the, the, point, the point I'm trying to make is, like, today, you know, um, uh, lo- logged on and taken us to StubHub is asking me for my login details from Fight Pass and it's not accepting it. Mm. And in this time, just sitting there like a dickhead. And then, <laughs> exactly. And by the time it suddenly worked, the tickets have gone. And like, what the fuck is that about? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and and then why are you releasing some tickets at ten o'clock and then some like 
Without no announcements and just that random comments on Twitter. That some. Why would you not just release all of them at the same time? Yeah. What are you expecting people to do? Just cop, yeah. stop working. You know, I don't know. I just feel like it's a bit of an abuse of the system, yeah, it's, and it's, it's, it's basically it's a bit of pill to swallow. There's yeah, no it's, it's manipulation it. of the market, basically, mm. isn't it? I mean, those same tickets you watch, like look at AJ's tickets. Yeah, I mean, hashtag be humble. Yeah. right. Selling for nine thousand pounds. Yeah. on StubHub now. Yeah, yeah? the same tickets. Give it tomorrow, next day. People have bought them. They're going to be three or four times the face value. Oh, more than that. That's just taking the piss. Yeah. So, you know? so, 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 I definitely think it's a bit. It's, yeah, it's leaving a bit of pill in everybody's mouth because you're just saying to yourself, hang on a minute, we're the fans, we want to see the good fights, we want to see somebody like El Spence come mm. onto these shores, perform the same way we watch Linares, yeah. um, and just because these fights get more attention, all of a sudden, everybody's priced out for people that, like you said, probably don't actually understand the sport and just going for the event. Or they need to do these fights in arenas that can that can hurt. In fact, it doesn't matter because we've just seen with the AJ fight, I mean, 90,000 people are, are going to this arena supposedly sold out. There's only about... 3,000 or so on StubHub, so you could argue that it's majority full. And you're saying to yourself, well, hang on a minute, how are you supposed to, how, how do the rest of us guys get involved? Because everybody's just buying these tickets as a night out, as you said. Mm. And I get that, I get that business model. Um, that's what's helping po- boxing be more popular, but at some stage, I think there needs to be a balance. So that's the rant over. Um, not sure where that's going to leave us, but yeah, we needed to rant and get it off our chests. Yeah, I think so. There's another point here, I'm just going to leave that. Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a yeah. couple of uh, news of the week, Hodge. Kessler's making a comeback at the age of 38. Last loss to Carl Froch in 2013 at the 0-2. Yeah, we were there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts? Yeah, no, no, not re- I don't really see the point. Um, nah. I mean, okay, what He's is He's not going to make do? a dent in the 160 or 175 pounds, is he? Let's be honest. I mean, what do you want to do? See him fight Golovkin? Triple G, uh, Ward saying he can move back down to 168 pounds to fight Triple G, and um, and uh, so firstly I would say this: as much as I'm a fan of Andre Ward, he needs to finish he, his thing. He needs to get the he needs to get the rematch out of the way with Kovalev. I appreciate it's probably mind games and it's a bit of politics that they're playing there, but I love it though the way he says. I'm in control. Sure, and I get that. And they are pissed. Yeah. Um, whether that fight would happen, I mean, Sanchez is now, Abel Sanchez has come out this week and said after the Joe, Joe Saunders fight, which should be happening, they're prepared to go up. Um, I think that's interesting. Um, I think they should try and do that. Um, what about the girl said he's going to go down to 160 to fight Triple G? Is he trolling? Um, I think he is trolling, personally. Yeah. Um, he's not called Chunky. He's called Chunky for reasons. So I think... He's trolling. Um, I think it's, it's why just... is he coaching Chunky? Do you remember the cool guy that called in? I remember that guy actually. Yeah, I can't remember his reason though. You might. I'm sure you. I'm sure it's on the forefront uh... of your mind. <laughs> but bottom line is, I think uh, definitely Degel. Um, he's got announcements on a big fight apparently coming soon. Uh, spoke to Dillian White actually this week. Very he good, also yeah. said that he's back on June the second. June the third. Yeah. Yeah. June the third. Um, should be a big name. Um, yeah. He's really expecting, so he's supposed to be on a Kelbrook yeah. undercard. But oh, no, 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 yeah. So, I mean, what, what I mean, I was reading this tweet recently. He's basically saying he's actually headlined his own fight on June the 3rd at the O2 with yes. a big name. This is supposedly who it. do you think it could be, man? Well, could it, could it be Ortiz? Could, could it be? Ortiz? Could it because I mean, it's, it's got to be a big, big name, it's, yeah? It's, it's got to be a big name, but Bellew? you're looking at the division. Could it be Bellew? Could it be Bellew? I don't think so. Because he's calling it Bellew a lot, right? He's got injury. By the time it could be... Okay, so let's go for big names. Chisora um, too? But it's, it's the division as well, though. Um, Chisora too. Chisora... Chisora's fighting in on May 26th, oh, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. not happening. Who else could it be? Um, it's not going to be Baby Miller. Um, 
Parker Fury is more or less resolved because Tyson, uh, Peter Fury's now got his um, visa. visa. So the guess is anybody's really. Who do you think? If you got, it sounds like you got somebody on your mind. Nah, I mean, I was thinking it could be Brian Jennings. It's not a big fight. It's not it? a big fight, but what I'm saying, like, you know, it's that whole, you know, they've cr- even... you know, they had that whole clash at the old two. Yeah, I know. I've you seen know, it, but does that, you know, Stavern? If they give Stavern step aside money, Pulev, who's no Pulev? No, sorry, yeah, who's Pulev? Pulev, who's Pulev fighting? Is he not nuts? I think Pulev is fighting someone. I feel uh, like I've got uh, Pulev is fighting someone. I can't remember who he is now. So yeah, so I mean, we look, we could look into that, um, but. I think for me, Dillian White, um, definitely look forward to seeing him uh, in a big fight. Um, Quig has also been announced. He's he's fighting on the AJ undercard, so that's yeah. also something to look forward to. Billy Joe Saunders giving Triple G an ultimatum. I think he shouldn't even bother. I mean, at the end of the day, he hasn't accomplished enough to say to Triple G that you're going to give you're going to give him the ultimatum. Triple G's ultimately got the bigger bargaining chips because he's got the majority of the belts yeah. he's got one belt we all know what Triple G's dream is well to be honest yeah I think I think what it is yeah it's not you can't just look at it in terms of accolades and boxing what you can look at is the situation right in June 2017 there's a massive expo in Kazakhstan mm. yeah there's some massive event that's happening there with gas companies and all of these yeah, firms yeah, yeah. and one of the highlights of that was Golovkin gonna fight mm-hmm. so that's why they had Saunders lined up yeah mm-hmm. now if he if, if he doesn't fight Saunders Saunders says no I'm fighting someone else his whole plans for that big expo where he's fighting for his home crowd for a long time his massive homecoming goes up in smoke not really they could craft in tons of other names yeah but I think is, Saunders is probably but the most dangerous name and the most the eye-catching, for, eye-catching. think of it like as a dream for this guy Homecoming fight, yeah. massive, and he becomes undisputed champ. That's one feeling. Yeah? I think that's not enough. You can't Saunders can't sit at the table and say opposite the way we're sitting now and say Triple G. You know what? You got a massive homecoming. I'm saying it's a factor. It's a factor, it's a but factor. it's not. But it's not negotiating. And, and, uh, do you think it's because uh, Oscar De La Hoya has come and said, "Look, you fight Saunders, you're going to mess up the fight with Canelo in September." That's probably I, more the reason. Of course. It? I think if he said that's what I'm sort of saying for me, he would much rather get an, a, a lower name, a lower recognized name into Kazakhstan, give his people a, a showcase event, batter somebody for probably six to six to nine rounds, and then in September line up the big fight. Um, obviously, that will never happen in Kazakhstan, but ultimately he would have ticked the box by fighting in Kazakhstan, and then he gets Canelo fight. You know, like and a, what, what uh, was the maps that we did last week around? Canelo, no matter what, that is going to be his big, big payday. So really, De La Hoya... Well, De La Hoya said he's, De La Hoya. Be, he's taking the $50 million off the table now, you know that? I, I'm not surprised. He said, he said, I ain't paying you $50 million. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. But my point is, whatever that fight generates and what they negotiate is going to be far bigger than what he can negotiate with Billy Joe Saunders. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, for me, I don't see him doing anything to mess that up. Um, even well, though... Another okay, another bit of uh, news, uh, Coach, is uh, Bellu is now champion in recess. Nice. Um, because uh, he's, I think mean, he's going to stay on that heavyweight. Yeah. You know, I read the article today where he said he's the maximum. That. He's only going to fight three more fights, and then he's going to go. He's very seriously considering retirement. But I think that's just like not trolling, but it's basically there's people that want to fight him, and mm. that basically makes the negotiation point really strong. Yeah. You know, if someone like Dylan Tawana think yeah, I want to beat this guy, I want to get massive money in the UK, mm. I want to fight Bellu, mm. yeah, because he's a big name now. And the guy says I want to retire. Like, oh, you know, man, even the way you're, so, I have to be honest. I'm thinking about. It, I'm thinking maybe Bellu is the. I can't see it because it's quite close after 
the the hay fight. You know, even if you're looking in training camps, clearly mm. Bellew's not in camp now. So yeah. I think he needs to be getting in camp pretty well, soon. Well, Bellew said this, Coach. Mm. He said he's, 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 if he's going to not retire, he's going to have three fights. Yeah. The first one, he wants to fight to become heavyweight champion of the world. That's yeah. this is what he's I know, saying. No, no, Hear no, me no out. I'm just screaming. And the other two to cru- be cruiserfight, cru- cru- uh, unify the cruiserweight. Okay. Mm. Now, if he's saying he wants to become heavyweight champion of the world, who can he fight? But who can Bellew fight? Mm. Deontay or Joshua Parker? Parker yeah. Right. So it's going to be one of those two, isn't it? His first fight has to be. He ain't fighting AJ. He said it. Yeah, I don't even think. I mean, they could probably. I mean, to be fair, they can negotiate the money with Deontay Wilder and Parker. Do you reckon he could beat Deontay? There's no. There's no. Listen, no, I no. think yeah, if Deontay catches him, he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, I think Billy's got enough boxing skills, man. Like Deontay is a bit wild, difference. man. He is. He's very wild, but he's got the equaliser. And I think, put it this way, there's guys like Joshua that are not running to get in the ring with Deontay Wilder. Guys like Klitschko, they're not running. Do you think? Do you think Deontay Wilder could beat um, Dillian White? Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, think yeah, Dillian yeah. White could Dillian, beat Tony, Dillian Tony White? The, the, the Dillian White, I think Tony Bellew could give Dillian White to run for his money. Because yeah? I'll tell you why, man, because look, now we see what's happening with Hay. Yeah? Like, mm. The thing is, look, Dillian White isn't an accomplished, polished fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah? He's has got amateur records. Mm-hmm. You know, he's probably all in, probably for what, 16, 17 fights. Yeah, I would Tony Bellew's got long amateur record. He's I had think he can execute a similar game plan. Do you see what I'm trying to say? So I, I think I think Tony Bellew could have boxed Dillian th- White, The man. only thing that would be interesting is that Dillian White has clearly been in... Not clearly, but I think he's clearly improved in terms of his stamina and his endurance throughout fights in terms of strength and conditioning. Yeah. I think you also got to look at the Chisora fight took a lot out of him, and I think that was a brutal fight. So I think mm. Tony Belly is going to have to fight a very good game plan, and it's going to be if, if he can last the distance. I don't see it being an entertaining or engaging fight. I think it's just purely strategic. But my point is, Belly, Belly versus Wilder, I don't really see him being able to stop him. So listen, let's quickly go back out to the lines and see if anybody's got anything to say. So we're going to go out to 985. 985, Apia. Uh, hello there, how you doing? How you doing, Kojo? We're doing well, we're doing well. How are you doing? Any, any last words? Yeah, last words. Billy Joe Saunders and Triple G. If it happens, Kojo, you should know about this. Spoke about it on the train at Christmas with a few of the lads. You know what I think. Billy Joe Saunders will school Triple G for 12 rounds. Wait, you owe me ten pounds, by the way, Coach, for what? the bit. What bit? From last week. Oh, oh you just remember? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just now you remember it. <laughs> I was gonna say. Well, I was gonna. Well, the reason I'm saying that, then I think we should have a bet on that. Yeah. You're saying Billy Joe Saunders is gonna school Triple G, yeah? I think he will. Yes, I think he will. You think he will? <laughs> right. I think okay. He will. I'm, I'm, Okay, I'm, I'm strong, there's a strong likelihood we might I'm be together in June, so let's have a bet. £10 bet, Triple G beats Billy Joe Saunders. No problem, mate. Okay. No problem. <laughs> £10, yeah? £10 bet. No It's problem. on the record. No it's, problem. Got it, got it. knows I'm strong on that one. I, it wasn't just, wasn't just after when I saw him get done by Jacob the other day. To be fair, no. Before that, yeah, right. He gets he get he, he gets he gets schooled all day long by Billy Joe. His style is perfect for Billy Joe. Billy Joe will jab his head off all night. So yeah. L- loving that loving that confidence. So um so th- thanks Steve, we're gonna move on. Uh two uh, five two five one, uh two five one. Hello, two five one, yeah, last hello. words. How you doing, D? Is it below the belt? Yep, yeah, that's right. How you doing? Last um, words? My last words for 
about the whole King Kong going to Alman. Is yes. it a case where he's done what James DeGale done and it's just a management deal? Um, sorry, an advisor deal as opposed to a promotional sign-in? A uh, good point is there hasn't been much coming out from that way. It's just that he signs with Raheem. And so obviously with, that could mean a multitude of foods, the things, but it could be promoter, it could be manager. Yeah. Um, to be fair, the detail on that hasn't come out. Um, and to be fair, Matchroom haven't made a statement either. It's just literally come out from, from the PBC side without much detail. So um, we'll, need, we'll definitely look into that and hopefully in the next few weeks we'll have more detail. What, have you heard okay, anything? No no, from what I can see, it's, 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 there's no clarity, you know. It's just a case of, okay, he's with Al Heyman. But as we know, Al Heyman does those I'm your advisor deals as opposed to your signing with PBC as a promotion. Yeah. So I was wondering, is it a case of that or, you know, is there, is there a bit of smoke there or, you know? Yeah. Dude, have you heard about Dylan White putting out a tweet that he's going to be headlining at the O2 in June? Yeah, that's right. I actually retweeted that. Um, yeah. Who do you think it could I, be? I, 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 I'm wondering. That's a good question. I, I think it should be King Kong, but as far as I could see before this whole um, King Kong going to Al Heyman, I thought they were lining up um, Luis Ortiz versus the winner of Klitschko and AJ. So I'm not really sure how Dylan White would fit into that possible, possible fight. Mm. And... Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure who could it really be, like name-wise. We know all the champions are tied up, all, most of the high-profile fights are tied up. Yeah. I think it's probably, like you said, about maybe Jennings. Brian Jennings or yeah. someone of that car- of that calibre. Yeah, that's mm. who I think it is. And one final thing, D, Kessler's making a comeback, apparently, at the age of 38. Last loss to Carl Froch in 2013. <laughs> what do you think about that? I think I think he should call it a day. I, I don't really see what what he does right now in the division. Mm. It's, it's, it's time. He's, he's, he's had a good career. I think he needs to put hang his gloves up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally yeah. agree with that. Thank you, D. Uh, so we're going to move back to our last caller, uh, Karina, resident. How are you doing? Hi, yeah, yeah. L- last words. Yes, yeah, yeah. I um, I well, I I read I read that last night about Dylan White. You know, he put it on his Twitter that he'd. Um, he pulled out the um, Brooks Spence because he got his own headline fight for the 3rd of June at the O2. So we'll see. But most a lot of people seem to be saying Ortiz. But then other people say, well, I don't see how that could happen because he's left matchroom now. So we'll um, we'll see on that one. And what, I just saw something in Boxing News I didn't know that I must have missed as well, that Lee Selby's left matchroom as well. Well, so Lee Selby... Lee, Lee Selby had a uh, fight contract which expired. When he yeah. fought in the Hey Bellew... Uh, under, uh, undercard that was his last fight with Matchroom so sorry rather that, that's what I meant to say yeah. rather not left his, his contract's expired that's about yeah. what I meant to say yeah so it'll be interesting to see what then they said they're looking at um, possibly Frampton negotiating with yeah. Southampton I mean, so. I, I mean I saw Jamie Saniger who's his manager put out uh, something on Facebook today uh, make it very interesting said like yeah. he said one of our Welsh fighters big news coming out regarding one of our Welsh fighters world title shot and I'm the world title news. I don't know if he's talking about Andrew Selby, maybe fighting for a world title, or it's only going to be no, Andrew no, Selby or Lee no, Selby. It's, mm-hmm. No, it's not. Who it's is not, it? It's neither the Selbys. It's, I can't remember the name even. It's another Welsh fighter, but oh, it's okay. not a massive big fight. Yeah, yeah, but I can't, honestly can't remember the name of the fighter, but it's neither of the Selbys anyway. Do you know so, what weight class yeah. is that, Karina? I can't remember, to be honest. I honestly can't remember. Oh, OK, uh, cheers. No, but yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing uh, the return of Selby anyway. But, but I, um, I'm, I'm, at the, um, I'm at the Tommy Dove show on uh, Saturday, so it's... Uh, Coz might be there, Coz might be there, Karina. 
We may be there, so we'll definitely... All right, OK. Well, yeah. I've not been to Crystal Palace before for boxing, so it's another new venue for me, yeah. so... Yeah. No yeah. problem. Try, we'll try and look out for you. I'll text you his number so you can uh, hook up with him. <laughs> right, well, it'd be just interesting to actually sort of meet, you know, it's always nice to meet the face behind the voice. Yeah. So, yes. yeah, I'm no, definitely there on Saturday Definitely, definitely. Anyway. I know you and Inam have met a lot of times as well. Great. Cheers. Thanks, Karina. Yeah. So, all the best. No problem. Cheers. Cheers, thanks. Bye. So, so, so that's it for, for from us this week, guys. Um, and now you want to quickly do out the uh, social media handles? Yeah, it's at Raps on TV is the Twitter one. Um, Instagram is Raps on TV, and Facebook is Raps on TV. So um, we're gonna be moving slowly, and hopefully we're gonna start doing some visuals as well. Yep. So we're not gonna see our YouTube account come back up. Don't forget, guys, our website is now up: www.rapsontv.com. Listen, we're looking for people who want to write for the website as well. You know, so if, you, if you're up and coming and you want to do some boxing articles and correspondence, please do get in touch and send us the articles. We'll put it up there for you. And don't forget to download the podcast from Apple, um, our Apple iTunes podcast, which is available both on iOS and, and Android. Yep. So, guys, thank, as always, thank you for listening in. Uh, thank you for tuning in every week. Um, we really appreciate all the support. All of that, all of that, all of that. And we're back next week, uh, hopefully with more reviews, more guests and more news. Stay tuned. Thank you very much.